Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We're thrilled that you're here with us as we continue the conversation about student ministry. My name is Dan Carson, and I'm thrilled that you're here on the podcast with us. I have with me student pastor, conference speaker, camp speaker, friend extraordinaire, Chris Vines. Wow. And all that on just a normal Thursday. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. I don't think I am all those things, but it's great to be here. Uh, <laughs> so very cool. Well, Chris, I, I have just, I just want to let you know and let all our listeners know uh, that over these past few years, as we've been doing this podcast, I appreciate the friendship that we've developed and I appreciate the the fun that we've had as we've talked about all this craziness. I appreciate you saying that, Dan. Uh, and the feeling I can guarantee you is mutual. Today, we're going to talk about the summer. It is April and we are past Easter. So now we've got to turn our attention to what's happening in your church, in your when your student ministry during those summer months. Now, the big stuff, hopefully you've already got planned and you already have in place. We're talking about the trips, the conferences, the camps, the mission trips, all of those things together. You have at least a general idea of what's happening. But one of the things that we often forget about is our teaching schedule, what that's going to look like, what we're going to focus in on. So we're going to spend some time with that today. But before we do that, there are a couple of things that I want to mention. First of all, if you're looking for a way to support our podcast, you know, we always love it when you download, when you listen, when you subscribe, when you tell others. That is fantastic. That's how we grow as a podcast. But another thing that you can do is you can become a patron of our podcast. We'll have a link in the show notes where you can give monthly and you can give as little as $5. I think you could even do a dollar a month. I mean, that's $12 a year, but that little bit adds up with other people and it makes it possible for this podcast to keep going. As I mentioned our patron program, I've always got to thank two of the guys that have made it a priority. Joel Young, he's a youth pastor in Summers, Arkansas. Then we also got to mention John O'Connor. He is the pastor of community engagement at Temple Baptist Church in Rogers. And so those guys give monthly, and I'm so thankful for them. Uh, but we also have a, another partner for our podcast, and that's Central Baptist College. Central Baptist College is challenging, engaging, and inspiring. And it's a way for us to help our students. Maybe they're looking for that next step in their educational journey. Have them check out CBC. You can go to cbc.edu, see more of the school. You can find them on social media, you know, a number of places, Facebook, um, I believe they're on Twitter, but Instagram, you can see a lot of the craziness. They have multiple accounts talking about student activities as well as their their primary account where you can see a lot of the things they're involved in. Uh, but we're just so thankful for CBC. They're a big partner with our retreat, and that'll be coming up on September the 16th of 2023. And so be sure to go to our website and get registered for that. 
Well, again, we want to talk about the summer months. Summer is is a big time. It's a fun time. Chris, what do you like doing with your family during the summer months that you don't get to do during the normal school year? Oh, man. For us, the summer doesn't offer a lot of time as a family to vacation, but we do get away to um, over the weekends, a uh, certain couple of weekends, we get to go to the lake and um, and enjoy time together there, uh, throwing Throwing my sons off of a tube is always fun. Um, nice. We got some of our some of our best friends here in our church. We we just we all go together, and so it's a fun time. We get to grill, we get to sit and talk and laugh and do s'mores and all that kind of stuff. And so that's always a highlight of the summer. Well, I know right now if you follow your wife on social media, which which I do because she's she's a hoot. I probably it, should start doing that. I, I don't follow. Her. <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> I see a lot of pictures of your boys. They're playing baseball right now. Yeah. How long does that go till? That's, that's a great question. How long? How long? <laughs> um, I think we go to the maybe the the middle the middle of June is okay. what we do. Yeah. So um, and it's 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 a fun time. It is. I, I don't. I was telling uh, our pastor, my pastor Cliff, the other day that uh, when we signed up, I think we still had this image of t-ball in our head um like we've we've had the last few years and it's just not that you know we've got <laughs> my boys are uh carson my oldest is playing player pitch for the first year and that comes with a lot of newness and then uh elliot uh who's seven he's playing coach pitch they don't do pitching machine where we are anymore and i don't know if that's true everywhere um but Anyway, and it's just, you know, the schedules are different and now we've got, you know, two different teams and anyway, so it, it offers for us for the first time. Uh, I know for many out there who are listening, you're like, Chris, that's nothing. I, I understand. I understand that there's people that have been here <laughs> than us. I get that. I'm just saying for us, for the first time, we're having to deal with, with all of this. And so it's, it's fun, it's new, and it, it can be a little exhausting. It, it teaches me some lessons along the way. Almost well, I probably t- I probably shouldn't tell our listeners how I almost got kicked out of a game, so we we won't go there. <laughs> My son stopped at T-ball. He did a few years of that, then shifted over to soccer, and then it was taekwondo, and we were hook, line, and sinker in that field. But yeah. my, my T-ball experience, I was coaching third base, okay? So this is, we're talking, I don't know, four, five, six, maybe in that age bracket, and I'm standing there. I don't know, didn't know enough about baseball at that point to really be a coach, but guess what? I was willing, so there you go. And so I'm there, a ball is hit, it's into the outfield, the grounder, you know, there's no home runs <clears throat> yeah. there. And I did not wave a runner on to home base, and I had parents yelling at me. And so that's the community I live in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's a lot of fun. They learn about team teamwork. the The challenge, and and we'll talk about it again later on, is is balancing those baseball games with church life and how that works. And we know we struggle with with seeing that as student ministry workers about kids who just become engrossed in whatever that sport is. But usually, the summer months provide a time when things slow down. And that's what we're going to talk about. Specifically, we're going to give you this exhortation. Don't stop teaching the Bible in the summer. It's important that we continue that process, that our students know that among the things that we do, what we love and what we enjoy, knowing God's Word, learning God's Word is always at that heartbeat. Now, 
we're not sticking the muds. We, we love fun. We love activity. Uh, but guess what? Our job is to teach these students God's word. That's, that's really at the heartbeat. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Now, Chris, what does a typical summer look like for your students there at Garrett Memorial? You know, we've talked about this uh, a little bit before. One thing that we do, and we've done it for several summers running now, um, something that I call Wandering Wednesdays. Uh, I don't yeah. know where I got that. I probably stole it from somebody. And so if you're out there and you use that and I stole it from you, um, thank you for letting me do that. <laughs> but Wandering Wednesdays, um, we we basically, uh, I, I try to give people in our church, older generations and and younger an opportunity to open their homes to our our students and uh, and to be able to basically have a, a firsthand look at the teenagers in our church, um, our student ministry, and and it gives them a, an opportunity to host and to to do all of that kind of stuff. And so that is kind of a staple. It's become a staple for us in and uh, here in Hope. It's just something we do in the summer. Uh, of course, we like you said, we do a lot of the other fun stuff as well. We'll normally. Um, because we are in the natural state, we'll get out into the into the nature around us, and uh, we'll go float the river and that kind of stuff as well. Uh, but as far as ministry goes, when we're when we're not going somewhere for a conference or camp or anything like that, then we're we're doing a, a wandering Wednesday. The Wandering Wednesday. And we have talked about those before. I love it. It's a great concept. You're integrating church and your student ministry together. You, there's just a lot of pluses to that. I know that over the years, our summers um, in student ministry where I've been at have have looked, you know, a wide range of things. There was, of course, camp, and there was also SOAR conference. And then we would also have a vacation Bible school that the students were heavily involved in. Either they were involved in a youth class, which was one of those additions that we had at one point, um, or they were just serving. They were working in that. And then there's a variety of other things that you can do during the summer. But you can hear what we're saying. There's a lot of doing in the summer. And if we're not careful, we can forget to really think about what we're teaching them during those times. And so Chris had this idea that we needed to just talk about this idea of teaching the Bible during the summer months and what that could look like and what that should look like. So Chris, share a little bit of your thought process. Sure. You know, there's a, there's a tiny little book um, that many of you have maybe read before. Um, it's by Charles E. Hummel. It's called Tyranny of the Urgent. And uh, what I'm about to read, this is just a quote from, from that little book. Um, it's really a booklet, but what I'm, what I'm about to read isn't just true in the summer. It's true really year round, but I, I want to apply it to us specifically now. But he says this, your greatest danger is letting the urgent things crowd out the important things. And I think as we read that, as we hear that, we all know how true that is. We are so tempted to let urgent things crowd out important things. And when it comes to the summer, we have a couple of different things that we can do as as youth pastors, as youth leaders. We can just let the summer happen, June, July, middle of August, and we can just we can just kind of almost like on autopilot, just think to ourselves, well, you know, kids are out of school, so they're out of they don't have any structure going on. Parents are letting them just rest. Why don't we just why don't we just kind of go with the flow kind of deal? Um, and what what happens when we do that as leaders? One of the things that happens is 
all of a sudden on a weekly basis and even on a daily when it comes to our ministry, things that are really not that important become urgent. And and that urgency is going to crowd out the most important things. For instance, we, we might come one week and realize, oh, kids want to go float the river. Uh, man, and all of a sudden that becomes the attention that week. Mm, and, yeah. and we're rushing and we're rushing to to book it. We're rushing to get people signed up for it. We're rushing to, you know, make it happen. And before you know it, you've spent seven days getting all this stuff going from Wednesday to Wednesday or Saturday to Saturday, however. And it was a great time. It was fun. But you just let urgency completely derail anything else that you really could have done during that time. And then we look back on it. We say, well, it was a great event. We had a good time. And that's great. Uh, I'm not saying that you can't have any kind of benefit from that. But what I want to what I want to challenge you to think through is not just the planning aspect of it. Obviously, if you're going to go float the river, you need more than seven days to try to get all that together. I think most people know that. But not to just let those kind of things be the be what crowd out the most important thing, which is us as leaders leading our students into understanding and feeding on God's word. And I think sometimes if we're not careful, we can allow God's word not to be completely absent in our teaching, but we can almost just keep it on the back burner or just kind of chalk it up as, well, it's the summer. We're, we're going we're gonna to basically you know, rent that out to the camp speaker or rent that out to the conference speaker. And, and we can say, well, I'm, I'm just going to take a break this summer and I'm not going to teach. And I want to just, I want to encourage you out there. If that's a, even a, a tempting thought for you, please don't do it. You are there with your students on a weekly basis um, and uh, they need you to feed the word. Now, I, I don't want to elevate you into the status of their parents. They're the primary disciple makers. That's, that's given. Um, but you're you're right there with them week after week, and they're watching you, and they're paying attention to how you go about leading them. And we know this to be true: what you show to be important, they will pick up as important. Mm. Um, if you don't believe yeah. that, um, just pay attention to how many kids in your youth group are starting to cut their hair like you. <laughs> you know, and that can be scary. That can be real scary. <laughs> So anyway, so that, that's the gist of what we're getting at. And uh, of course, I've got, a, I've got a couple of thoughts about how we can go about planning the summer. But Dan, what does, what does all that just kind of uh, start firing in your brain? The first thing I've got to ask is how many of your guys are trying to grow a manly mustache like you? You know, you, unfortunately, there's, there, there's a couple of them. And <laughs> we've, had to have the, we've had to have the, the conversation of like, hey, man, you're – you're just not ready yet, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and what's funny is, you know, I've got people in my life who've come up to me and said, Hey man, you're just not ready yet. <laughs> and so just like I'm not listening to other people, my students aren't listening to me either. There you go. They're, they're still trying to there grow their go. mustache. Yes. No, I, Chris, I, I think you're right. I think that if we're not careful, we can get caught up in the activity and just kind of say, okay, well, our students, they're not engaging their brain for school stuff. So let's just give them a break during the summer. And I've, I've found myself in that same place. It's you go to a, a camp or you go to a conference and then it's just like, Oh, okay, well I can just follow up with what they have. And so for the weeks after SOAR until school starts, I might just be doing almost question and discussion times and things like that. Not really giving it the hard work that I need to. 
I mean, we need to invest ourselves in the study of God's word so that our, our students are going to get something great out of it. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that we could talk about. And so I'm anxious to hear what you have for us and in, in ways that we can do that and do that just a little bit better. Um, because again, it's, it's easy. We kind of put the brakes on. Our parents aren't as focused. Our students aren't as focused, but guess who is always focused? And that's our nemesis, the devil. I mean, I know that sounds, I don't know, old school, but it's totally true. Uh, he doesn't take a break from trying to seduce our, our students or us to, to temptation. And so what have you got for us, Chris? No, I don't think that's old school at all. I think it's something we need to hear. I mean, Paul tells us how our enemy has schemes, yeah. right? In other words, yeah. he's planning. Um, he's making plans, uh, not only for us, but for the students that we are called to shepherd. And, um, and so, yeah, that's a good word, Dan. Uh, if he's planning, not good things, yeah. then how much more important is it for us under the direction of the Holy Spirit to make good plans for our, our kids? And um, while uh, I love floating down the river in a canoe, I love going to conferences, I love having fun, all this kind of thing, I think it's important for us to understand that one of the best things that we can plan for is to give our kids, um, a, our students, a steady dose of God's Word. Right. And so the first thing I would probably say to to our listeners out there is, man, take some pressure off, even though I just feels like I just put a lot of pressure on. <laughs> take, take some pressure off, because here's the thing. I think sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that I'm the only one who can do this. Right. If, if I don't preach the word to these kids, then they'll just never get it. And, and maybe you're out there and thinking, well, I, I don't I don't ever really think that, Chris. But I think there's a temptation out there for us to put ourselves in a position to think that that God really needs me. And if I don't do this, then it won't happen. And, and just as soon as I say that, as it rolls off my, my mouth, we know how how false that is. Right. We know that God can do whatever he wants with whomever he wants. Um, and what a blessing it is that he wants to use people like you and me in the lives of others. And so with that thought in mind, just take some pressure off of yourself and think, okay, it's not all on my shoulders to try to teach the whole Bible within a matter of two months or, or whatever, right? Instead, what if, what if you start thinking about what you've been called to do in terms of teaching the Bible as just simply what the Bible tells us that we're called to do, and that's equip, right? Mm, we're called yeah. to equip the, the saints for the work of the ministry, and so if that's the case, then the way that I go about equipping my students really is, is much different than I think a, a lot of times we, we have it in our mind to do. So I start there just to say the summer months offer a great opportunity for you to be able to equip your students with just a great tool that would allow them to seek God on a more personal level, a great tool that might lead them to share the gospel with their friends, maybe a great tool for them to to be able to just know how to pray more effectively. Uh, and so again, and you, we could we could probably talk about some other things in that regard, but I just want to open that door for you to see that when you go about leading your students, yes, we teach the Bible, but we want to think in terms of how are we equipping our kids, our students, for the current work that they have as young believers in Christ? Mm. Because Paul tells us in Ephesians that, that we who are in Christ have been created for good works, 
right? That he has planned beforehand for us to walk in. That's not just true for people who are 18 and older. That's true for the teenagers who are in uh, that, that trust in Christ right now. And so how are we equipping them to walk out their faith in those good works that would glorify God and honor Christ. And so as we, as we do that, I would, I would just kind of give a couple of suggestions, you know, like I just started with a minute ago, you know, is there, is there maybe um, a way that you can teach scripture this summer in a strategic way that would lead your students into understanding God's word better? Right. So in other words, could you maybe do a short series uh, in, in the summer on just how to read the Bible? You know, maybe maybe you do a short series on like praying through the Bible uh, or, or something to that. But those are the thoughts that I've got in my mind. We could spend all day just throwing out all these different ideas. Right, right. But that's the door that I want to open. And so did I did I open it wide enough, Dan? Or, or is there oh, something? I, I think so. I Because the summer months do look different. There's no way around that. Um, the, during that time, students are on vacation. Maybe they are in some extra practices for for football or volleyball or band, even. And so, you know, there is a. It's kind of hard to teach through something. Although picking a short epistle is is a great thing to do. Um, but yeah, man, if you can give them tools that they can carry throughout the rest of the year, so you got a Bible based and Bible focused time of training but then something that they can utilize in actually doing student ministry themselves when the fall rolls around. That's a great, great thought. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, think about the things that you're already planning to do uh, in the summer. I mean, some people take mission trips in the summer. So why not, why not leading up to that mission trip and even following that mission trip, just have a, have a focus on evangelism, you know, and sharing the gospel, why it's important, how to do it. How do we, how do we keep, um, sharing the gospel uh, with the the same person, you know, on a on a regular basis. Uh, in other words, how do we how do we how how should we see people? Should we see them just as simple projects that we need to go and say a line or two in a conversation with? But or or should it be a matter of intentional relationship um, over a period of time as and, and intentionally sharing the gospel with them? You know, all these kind of things. And so, you know, other other things that we do in the summer just naturally is it's a great time to to serve. You know, kids are more free during the week to be able to go and serve uh, maybe a local ministry or um, shut ins within your church or you know you fill in the blank. Uh, so why not why not take time in the summer to intentionally teach God's word on the importance of serving. Right. I mean, we could go to Philippians there and, and talk about how we are to have this same mind in us as Christ Jesus had in himself, one of humility. Right. And then we have this image. This, I mean, you could spend a whole summer just going over that one passage from Philippians 2 of how Christ humbled himself, um, even to the point of the cross. Right. So there's a lot of ways that you can integrate uh, God's word into what you're already doing. What do you think, Dan? Well, one of the things that that came to mind while you were talking about that is how to listen to God. Think about it. Your students, yeah. for the most time, most part, they are gearing up for a conference and maybe that's a time when you're going to go. So you want to teach them how to listen to God when someone is sharing the word and that'll make them better for the Sunday morning services. Yeah. But then listening to God at camp is, yeah. is during those quiet times, camp speakers. There's just a lot of ways that you can go with that, but right. being intentional, 
that's the the process. So now as we gear up for summer, be thinking about what they're doing and then how the Bible applies to those things. That's always important. Oh, that's a, that's a great word, man. Uh, there's a little book out there for those of you who uh, were actually listening to what Dan just said. Uh, and the book is called Listen Up, A Practical Guide to Listening to Sermons. It's by Christopher Ash. Uh, the publisher is The Good Book Company. Uh, but man, just a great little uh, booklet. I think I mean, I'm looking at this thing right now. Uh, this is a great resource for you to read through, but also to give out to parents um, and kids. And so, I mean, it's 30 pages long, so you can't even call that a book. It's a booklet. Uh, but man, uh, Listen Up uh, by Christopher Ash would be a great, a great resource to pick up um, if that's something that's interesting to you. So that's a good word, Dan. Thank you. Well, Chris, you mentioned uh, some other things that you've got on on your mind. Uh, well, I've got a lot of things on my mind, Dan. But <laughs> let, let me probably let me just share this thought. You know, of we can sit here all day, and I can tell you what I think, but that that's really not worth anything unless it's grounded in what God thinks and what God's right. word says. Second uh, Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen. As Paul is writing this letter to Timothy, he 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 makes a point to say this. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And, and that's just a great word for me in this particular context, in this conversation, because I want to do my best to present myself as, as to God as one who is approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. And it's, and it's important for me to remember that the way that I do that, the work that I do, and the, the way that I avoid being ashamed is not by just being a good event coordinator. It's not about, it's not about me just getting a fancy schedule together and handing it over to parents and saying, Hey, look at all the stuff that we're going to be doing this summer. Look at all the things and all the activity that we're going to take part in. Please understand. I think you guys have heard me before and, and you understand my heart in this. Like there's nothing wrong with going to a baseball game floating the river, whatever you got going, activity, that's fine. Do all that. But just it's important for me to know that that's not the kind of work that I have been called to ultimately. And if we're not careful within student ministry, especially in the summer months, we can think that all the all the work that we do is just, I mean, it's just event coordinating, right? Listen, yeah. I mean, do we really think it's, it's that hard to tell people, hey, we're going to go to this event? And, and then to, you know, type up a schedule and, and then do that. I mean, at the end of the day, anybody could do that, right? I mean, I just went on a mission trip with, with you know, some kids and, and their parents. And the thought that, that I, one of the thoughts that I shared with them uh, that was on my mind is like, listen, we've come over here and we've, we've painted, we've done some physical work and we've done all this kind of stuff. And I was like, but, and, and we've called this a, it's a mission trip. I was like, but you don't have to be a Christian to come and do the stuff that we did. Right. I mean, I could have got I could have got a lot of different kinds of people together on a trip to just go and paint a building. Right. And so, in other words, like if all we do is just plan an event, if all we do is just constantly fill the calendar with stuff, let's not deceive ourselves into thinking that we've done the work of the ministry. Let's not deceive mm-hmm. ourselves into thinking that we have done what Paul is exhorting Timothy to do here. But rather what Paul is telling Timothy to do is that we are to rightly handle the word of truth. Yeah. So if you're if you're picking up anything that I'm putting down, what I'm trying to really drill into my own heart is that this is the most important thing that I could do. This is. And if 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 that's true, 
it doesn't mean that I don't do these other things. It just gives me a lot of gospel clarity, a lot of clarity on what I am called to do with my students, not just in the summer months, but really every time, every time yeah. that we're together. Um, and that's rightly handle the word of truth. And one of the best things that I can do for them is teach them also how to do that, how they can rightly handle the word of truth. Paul would also tell Timothy in his letters, you know, entrust um, what you have received and trust to other faithful men so that they may teach others also. Right. Man, what a what a cool ripple effect that that paints in our head. So, yeah, Dan, I've got a lot of extra thoughts, but I probably should just leave it at that one. <laughs> Let me just say this, as as pastors, as student ministry workers, God has called us to pray and to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Yeah, And so we need to spend quality time in God's Word and make sure that we're helping our students to know God's Word and to be able to dig into it for themselves. God has pulled other people into your ministries, in your circle, we talk about volunteers, and volunteers are key. So don't be afraid to hand off some of those activities and events to the volunteers that are willing. You may think, well, I don't have anybody. Well, pray about that. <laughs> Ask God to give you some, some trustworthy volunteers in that process. But in the process, you may also find some others that are able to teach. So if you do have to spend some time focused in on a trip or activity, you can say, all right, well, this is what I'd like you to cover. Spend some time with these thoughts. It helps that volunteer learn how to teach better. Um, and it also ensures that the, the word is going to be taught even when your focus has to be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, I think we've we've talked about this. I think that the important thing is that those listening understand that that God's word is paramount and that we need to equip our students to handle it well and that just because it's the summer months, we don't need to take a break in this area. Now, it may look different. You may use different methods, but God's word is important and we need to keep teaching it because it's important to our students' lives, and where they're headed in their relationship with Christ. So, listener, thank you so much for being with us today as we've talked about the summer. I know that you've got a lot of things to think about, and I know I do, about what we're going to teach. And if you haven't made your big plans, you need to get on them real quick because it's going to be here before we know it. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Again, if you are enjoying the podcast, consider being a patron and subscribe and leave a review. We'd love for that to happen. Keep listening because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.